What's happening, y'all? Hope everyone is doing well. Welcome to the Big Game Boomer Show. Got a good show tonight. We've got college football coming up. I'm in my Baker Mayfield jersey. Got some sweet hat hooked up from University Traditions. It's a great night. It's a great night. We're talking SEC West football with ATL Jimmy up in Beantown. What's going on, my man? Yep. Not much. Baker was just named starter too, right? Was he for the Panthers? I think it was official today, yesterday. Beat oh, out a, Sam Darnold. It's a good thing he's not at the Browns anymore. They get him to the playoffs and they treat him like crap. So yep. uh, we'll see. The Panthers, I don't know. I, I don't really follow the NFL because on Sundays I'm watching the games I miss on Saturday. He so, looks weird. Um, he looks weird in the in the Panthers uniforms because it's not kind of ugly. Like, those are ugly uniforms. Yeah, he doesn't look good. At him. He looks kind of like he's playing for like an AFL league. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so we're doing SEC West tonight. This is our last kind of preview for the season, and then uh, I believe what Friday we'll start doing picks. Uh, yeah, we got some good games. We got Nebraska, uh, Northwestern, Wisconsin, Illinois. Got some other games. Games you would never watch probably if uh, if it was just regular week. But I, I love Week Zero. I, oh, I think it's, it's great. Oh. Yeah, yeah, football, football. Yeah. getting it, getting it cranked up. All right, so we're just gonna do like we do, go in alphabetical order. We'll talk about these teams and think we're where they're gonna end up. So first one is the easiest one, Alabama. I mean, there's really not much to talk about. I mean, they <laughs> they're they're gonna win the SEC probably. They're gonna beat you know beat Georgia if they uh, to end and get to the national championship. Saban called it a a uh, what did he say? It was a, a building year for them rebuilding or year last rebuilding year, year. Yeah, in a national championship loss yeah that's how i mean that's saving that's just he's, he's not he, that wrong though he's always well if you look at i mean like yes they were loaded at receiver and i mean their linebackers i mean god they struggled a little bit the offensive line was not good bryce young was running for his life um <clears throat> excuse me but um but it's going to be interesting because, you know, it's like Bama, they get a top five recruiting class and they also get like the number one transfer portal class yeah. um, with they get it. They bring in Jameer Gibbs, who is a playmaker from Georgia Tech, uh, Jermaine Burton from Georgia at receiver. Um, he didn't really do much for Georgia, but he's got a high ceiling. Like, I mean, the biggest losses for Bama, in my opinion, are losing uh jameson williams and mechie and let's be honest if they if they were healthy in the national championship they beat georgia um i don't think there's any any debate there um but georgia got lucky uh in that one and uh i mean offensive line struggled last year Uh, three starters return they get a good um a good transfer uh, from vanderbilt tyler steam we talked about him last time um it's funny like bryce young was sacked seven times against uh against auburn so um the dude won the heisman with a kind of a bummed out offensive line which was pretty impressive and then the defense is just i mean it starts with will anderson the guy is just i mean he should have been able to go to the nfl last year and he probably would have been the first round pick i mean he had his numbers last year 17 and a half sacks 34 and a half tackles for loss he's unblockable i mean they don't even let him like practice uh because he just tears up the offense i mean (laughs) you've got dallas turner on the on the other side of the edge he had eight and a half sacks as well i mean they're 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 scary linebacker play uh, henry totoa i I feel like he could have gotten played a little better last year he looked at times he looked pretty lost against not like especially against like florida and i you know everyone focuses on the iron bowl 
Um, so linebacker play, I think, needs to step up. And then the secondary, it, it will still be strong with Jordan Battle leading the way. Um, you get Eli Ricks uh, transferring from LSU, who's one of the best corners. He got hurt last year. And uh, Kool-Aid McKinstry uh, will be there as well. So their, uh, they, their win total is 10 and, 10 and a half. So Vegas is basically giving them a game to lose. I mean, do you see this team losing a game? No, and I think that 10 and a half is juiced out like crazy. So really it's a perfect season. You're, you're betting on them to either go perfect or not. And kind of, I mentioned with a couple of the really, really bad teams. So it's funny that it's, it's just kind of boring. I mean, they're so good. It's what's there to talk about. I mean, if I say anything negative, it's completely nitpicking. I mean, on offense, you're returning a Heisman winner. You've got, I mean, I think Gibbs at 150 to one to win the Heisman is great odds. I think mean, he's going to come in and be a stud. That's a great running back with Georgia Tech offensive line. Wait till he gets the Alabama kind of renegade behind him. See, I think I, I think that receiver is the, is the biggest question mark uh, for, for me at least. Yeah, I, I mean, I think- and, and those those guys did did have to step in for Mechie and Williams in the national championship. I mean, they did look scared, but also you got to think they three four weeks before that, or probably a little over a month, they weren't even thinking about getting in because it was the Mechie Williams show. I mean, it was. They had that whole room locked down. Yeah, so you've got – so Jermaine Burton is projected to be the starter. Yeah. Um, they also got a transfer from Which Louisville. Which he's a clown for transferring from Georgia to Alabama. Yeah, he didn't want to – what legal. do you mean he was a clown? He, he didn't want to play That's, the Stetson Bennett. He wants to go play Bryce you, Young. Transfer to uh, the team you're competing for for the national title that year? No, that's – If I want to get – if I'm a receiver and I want to get to the NFL, I want to go play with Bryce Young. I don't want to play with Stetson Bennett. Yeah, go, go be one of – Six guys Bryce Young's going to throw to, or you could be the guy. Look at Jamison Williams. Jamison Williams was a backup at Ohio State and ended up getting uh, drafted in the first round. Because Yeah, that's Ohio State to Alabama. They don't play each other every year for the SEC title, or almost every year. I just, I don't know. That, that, you should have to sit out a year if you do that. So, but, um, yeah, no, I think that, I mean, I, it's crazy to say, but I, mean, I think if, if you did, I wouldn't touch an over-under where you would the team has to go perfect because even Saban's only done it, what, two or three times with his dominant he's been, had a perfect regular season. And, I, I mean, but if I did have to take it, I would take the over just because I don't see this team losing. I mean, just looking at the schedule, I could see that game at Arkansas on October 1st being a tough game going up there um, and then going to uh, Tennessee and Knoxville on the 15th. That could be tough. I don't see them losing any home games. They're going to absolutely annihilate Texas the second week of the season. Yeah. I cannot. That's going to be just must-watch TV. Uh, seeing a half a half full DKR stadium leave <laughs> at like halftime. Uh, it's going to be great. So yeah, I, I don't. I don't see this team. They go eleven and one, maybe. I think they smoke AM after all that yeah. uh, crap Jimbo was talking. I mean, Saban. Saban. Saying a team is a fun group to coach, those are that that's a scary four four or five words from that man. Will Anderson, he should win the Heisman uh, if he's he puts so those numbers. Good. Yeah, the guy is he, he's he was the best player in college football last year. I think I saw the win. They're returning seventy percent of their production defensively from last year, and I think majority of that is just because Battle and Anderson are coming back, and they were both so good. Even more specifically, Anderson. I mean, he's just that he's a stud. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Bama, I, I guess I probably would pick the over. I can't remember. Yeah, but I mean, I, but I'm not going to also bet on a team to go 
have a perfect regular season just because that's where's the fun in that. They can lose one game though. I I think the ten and a half is extremely juiced out. So I think if you're going to take the bet, it would be around eleven. Yeah, I think it'd be like two hundred to risk a hundred. We shall see, but but they're not losing more than one game uh, no. this year. They're that talented. It's kind of anticlimactic starting with them. So let's go to another school that just is on fire right now. The Arkansas Razorbacks. Sam Pittman has come into Fayetteville, and he's got those Razorback fans thinking that they are on something special right now. Um, I mean, my gosh, during the Chad Morris era, Arkansas uh, – I can't, I don't have the records in front of me, but I like, I think they went a couple years without winning an sec game. And so they go nine and four last year, um, beat the absolute hell out of Texas. That was unbelievable. Um, gave Bama a scare, um, in Tuscaloosa, went to a bowl game, beat Penn state. Um, I mean, just great season. Sam Pittman, he's, he's just a great coach, offensive line minded guy, tough, his team's physical this year. He's got, you know, KJ Jefferson coming back who I love. I, I think he is just a talented, great leader. Um, now he does lose Traylon Burks. That was his big, big target that he'd hit downfield. Traylon Burks was a guy that, you know, you could, he could bust the bust the coverage and, and hit him deep when, when, you know, there aren't any options. So I think he, this year, He's going to um, Jefferson's going to have to get better at the intermediate passing game. Um, he's got guys like uh, Jaden Hazelwood that transferred from OU, um, Warren, Warren Thompson, Malik uh, Hornsby, Trey Knox. They're, I don't think they're going to be as big of a threat vertically as they were last year. So, like I said, he's going to have to get better. And then the running game is just, I mean, it's like nonstop. You've got KJ Jefferson, then you've got like four or five running backs that can all just, you know, tuck their head and just run over guys. I mean, uh, Raheem Sanders, Dominic Johnson, um, AJ Green. I mean, there's just, I mean, it was like, there were so many running backs last year. And then the offensive line is, is great. Uh, Ricky Stromberg at center. I think he's going to definitely be a candidate to win the Remington there. Um, I, I thought they were great run blocking. I think they could do a little bit better pass blocking to give Jefferson some more time in the pocket, but, uh, but really like what Kendall Browse is doing on the offensive side. And then defense, I can't say enough good things about Barry Odom. Um, he keeps those uh, offensive co- offenses guessing, loves running, um, you know, loves all these exotic blitzes, but that also causes your, your, your secondary to play more in, in man coverage. So they're out on the island more often, but they do have experience at safety uh, with Jalen Catalian Um Hudson Clark and Miles Slusher, some other guys. Um, and, you know, Bumper Pool uh, is, is the leader on that defense at linebacker. So I, I, I'm i really high on this Arkansas team. They've lost six out of their top 10 tacklers, but I think that they'll still be physical and tough. Um, I, I, their win total is seven and a half. Tell me what you think about the Razorbacks. Um, no, you're sipping too much Razorback. Cool. <laughs> I, I'm not buying into this team. I mean, they're, they're, they're coming off such a good year and returning their stud Heisman candidate quarterback that, and their win total only set at seven. I think that if Ken Bryles didn't have the last name Bryles, he would be a head coach somewhere right now, maybe a group of five school, maybe, but he, he does such a good job at hiding KJ Jefferson's weaknesses. <laughs> he, he never makes progressions. It's it 50% of his pass plays are RPO or play action. 
just because it's that's all you need for him. He's that's all you need, and when, until teams expect you, and you're on the Arkansas Razorback big time chain or train, it's it. I think if they're expected to be good, they've got KJ Jefferson has Jefferson has too many holes. And I think you you get good coaching and game planning against that. It's it's going to be tough to kind of have the same success relying that heavily on the ground game to be able to get you going. Do you think KJ Jefferson is a top ten quarterback? No. <laughs> He's horrible on if, – if the team knows he's on, on known passing downs, his passer rating's terrible. He's – I mean, he, he can run the football good. He's a great leader. I agree with that, but I just think he's he's benefited from Ken Bryles so much because he does such a great job at putting those receivers on the sidelines, making the defense's defense space, and then having people have to tackle him one-on-one. I just don't think that they can – I just don't think they're good enough to – all these games, they need the ball to bounce their way. I do not think they win them this year. Just relying he doesn't, on that. He doesn't necessarily need to be a, a great passer. I mean, he just needs to be decent because the running game is, is their bread and butter. So of course, Kendall Bryles is going to use the RPO and play action to the, to their advantage because they're so dominant at running the ball. So shouldn't have to do one thing. Yeah. They're going to be fine. I mean, um, and I think they, they were a top 25, top 30 offense last year. I think with the defense, like you said, losing a decent amount of production, I don't think they reload fast enough to be able to make up for the fall that this offense is going to take. So, I mean, they lose the, the big guy that they lost was John Ridgeway. He was their really their nose guard. Yeah. You know, would, he would take on a couple, uh, t- couple blocks. So the linebackers ate up the middle of the, the gaps. Ball. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I think, uh, Isaiah Nichols is a guy that they're high on, uh, that, that can replace Ridgeway. Um, that that's the question mark is, can they, you know, get better at stopping the run? Because yeah, they were 69th last year in stopping the run. So I don't know. I am I'm high on Arkansas. I I think they're riding the momentum. I I don't think this is going to, Sam Pittman's not going to let this team step is not going to let this thing fall down. They have a brutal schedule and shout out to them. You know, one of the few sec teams that has the guts to play some tough non-conference games. I mean, opening up with Cincinnati, and then you got to go at BYU right in the middle of the SEC West uh, yep. schedule. So, uh, yeah, win total seven and a half. Where, where do you see them at? I've got well under that. I think they finished towards the bottom of the SEC West. Like, I mean, how many wins? Four, five? I bet they get five wins. So five and seven? Yeah, I think five and seven. And granted, I mean, respect to them for scheduling. I think they very easily could start out at 0-2. And then, I mean, get a win against Missouri State. And then, then you got Bama and AM back to back. I just think there's too much to get exposed. And this team just re- relies too heavily on Ken Browse being able to bail out the holes in KJ Jefferson's game. I disagree. I disagree. I got this team going nine and three. Uh, just going, just continuing. Um, KJ Jefferson, you don't like him. He's a special player. And, uh, they're going to beat Cincinnati, South Carolina. They're going to go. They're going to go down to Dallas and kick A and M's ass, just like they did last year. Lose to Bama. I think they'll lose to Mississippi State. Um, they lost two out of the last three in Starkville. Um, that that's a tough uh, place to play for them. And just with that offense, uh, I, I could give them problems. And then I, I've got them actually losing uh, to BYU uh, up in Provo. Just I, yeah. I think 
that that they struggle when they go west, and it's just an out. It's just a weird game. That's a um, tough time of the year to make a trip like that. No, I agree. Three road BYU, games in a row too. Yeah, and BYU is going to be fired up for that game. Yeah, I mean, they play a brutal schedule, but uh, but so I've got them losing that game. Those are the three. So Bama, Mississippi State, BYU. Then I've got them winning out, uh, beating their uh, arch rival Missouri at the end of the year. So going nine and three and six and two in conference, um, I think that's a good year for uh, Sam Pittman. And I think that uh, people in Fayetteville will uh, be even more rowdy than they were this last offseason. <laughs> you you better hope not, like a lot of Arkansas fans don't listen to this because they'll you saw the Tennessee fans. They they got a listen of last week's or last episode and, and they were it's, not it's happy. This, it's an offseason hype of a team that's semi they they won a big bowl game and then they're excited i mean i just no i'm i'm not buying into it until they they beat a they beat texas a&m they smoked texas almost beat beat in september they beat uh they beat lsu in death valley i mean this team was not this was not a fluke i'm telling you right now they had a close game they they have this hype because they played alabama tough in tuscaloosa that is pretty true at all they beat i mean uh, I mean, they, they, I mean, I guess the one game that they really oh, just got that smoked Georgia in. Game and that game wasn't even competitive. That game was well, over six minutes in. Georgia, I mean, that defense, I mean, when you've got a defense right, like that defense that can that stop the run. can't make a single progression or has to just, if he's going to throw it deep, it's a play action and chuck it down the field. It's very easy to stop when you have talent and a scheme that can stop it. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. We shall see. All right, let's go up to the Plains, uh, Auburn. Now, it's like we could literally do this podcast on just Auburn and have plenty of co- content to talk about. I mean, that school is the most dramatic, dysfunctional <laughs> fan base I've ever seen. And I have so many Auburn friends on Twitter and, I mean, I, like everywhere. They have a huge fan base. But the problem with Auburn is they just they care – so much that they almost care too much to where it's detrimental to the actual program. And it, 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 it kind of crumbles from the inside out. I mean, the heart, the whole Harson deal. I mean, the boosters trying to get him fired. It's just uh, crazy. So, so, I mean, they go six and seven last year, they lose five in a row to end the year right now with the quarterback, uh, you know, there's a three-way quarterback, uh, competition right now. From what I've heard, it is literally even. I mean, between Zach Calzada, TJ Finley, and Robbie Ashford, it is dead even. There is no one guy ahead of the other. So to me, I don't think any of those guys are that good anyways. So when you're having no one is separating, that that's a big concern for me. Um, Tank, I mean, the running game is, is obviously the strength. Um, Tank Bigsby and Jarquez Hunter are the the great uh, are great running back duos in college football. The offensive line, um, they returned four starters. They were horrible in pass protect, protection last year. Uh, their receivers, like Kobe Hudson, was their leading receiver. He transferred to UCF. Um, Demetrius Roberts, uh, Robertson is gone. I don't know who's going to catch the football for whoever the starting quarterback is. And then if that's the case, then you're going to see nine guys in the box every play and it's going to be really hard for tank and Jarquez to get anywhere. So, I mean, the defense I will say though, is good enough to keep them 
in games. As bad as that offense is, that defense, the defensive line is going to be strong with Derek Hall and Colby Wooden, um, nine sacks. Uh, Owen Papo is, is a great linebacker. He's got to stay healthy. And then the secondary, I know you lose Roger McQuarrie, McQuarrie who, who was great, um, and Smoke Monday at safety. Oh. But, uh, yeah, great name. But you've got Nehemiah Prickett and uh, Donovan, Donovan Kaufman back there to kind of lead uh, the defense. So the defense will, will keep them in games. But, man, you had your defensive coordinator take a $400,000 pay cut to go to another school. So things I think things are just very, very, very rocky at Auburn right now. I mean, it, it just seems like a train wreck. What, what do you think? Yeah, I, I, I think that – and not even like a southern uh, U.S. – not like a – Big, big. I mean, it's Oklahoma State. It's not. I mean, that's a step down from Auburn and a step down in pay. I mean, I just think, like you said, I think this program is just really trending in the wrong wrong direction. And I would be, I'd be surprised if Brian Harson makes it through the year, just with how much the boosters want him out. I think. Any, I mean, they play that a gauntlet of a schedule. But the thing always. is, though, the thing about their schedule, though, is it, it's kind of it's it, it starts off pretty right. actually fairly easy. I mean, and I have them winning could, at Penn State the game in Auburn against Penn State. They so could they, easily be four and zero LSU. Yeah, against the LSU games. So, um, and, and that Penn State game, I just go back and forth on it. I just don't know. I mean, they get, they've already announced the time of it. It's it's a two thirty kick, so it's not going to be a night game. So that right. won't be as tough. But Jordan Hare's a tough place to play. Yeah, Mizzou, we don't think is going to be any good. LSU, that that's going to be a tough game. Um, but then you just look at the back of the schedule, and, and they're just, not beating. Yeah. They're not beating Georgia. Um, I, I do think they beat Ole Miss. Ole Miss is Auburn gives Ole Miss trouble uh, every year. Are. Yeah, they uh, Auburn has won the last four games in Oxford. Yeah. Um, then they, I, they lose to Arkansas State. They lose to Mississippi State. Um, lose to A and M. They could lose to Western Kentucky. You never know. Um, it, it, at that point in the year, who, how the players' mindsets are, or if Harson's even there, and then I think they yeah. get smoked by Bama in uh, Tuscaloosa. So I mean, I've got this team at five and seven, just because I think that the schedule is, it's do it's it's easy. The first half is fairly easy, right? I mean, if you um, have them winning that Penn State game, which I, I was at the Auburn Penn State game last year in uh, Happy Valley, the Auburn fan base really showed out. I think that game, it they almost definitely will be two and zero going into that. They better be. I, I think that they, I think that they show out for that. That's a rocking atmosphere, and they win. And so they, they should be four and zero, and then have Western Kentucky left on their schedule, and a, a win total of it, it opened up at six and a half. Six and a half, I think the under is the the play, and obviously a lot of people hit it. So now it's down to being at five and a half. I think. It makes it tough, but I think you got to go just under because I think that just all the drama around there, I don't think they win any games outside of the five that they should or could win. It's just crazy. I mean, just the how they they fire Gus Malzahn. And if you talk to Auburn fans, you're like, oh, it, we, it had to be done. It had to be done. Who had beaten Nick Saban more than any head coach in the yeah. SEC West. And now he look at him at, at – uh, UCF, he's just, I mean, he looks like he's on vacation mode um, and they're still doing a great, I mean, he won nine games yeah. last year with a backup quarterback. It's just like, God, what, how much more is this program going to burn itself to the ground before it decides to, you know, come to some sort of realization to, yeah. to start moving forward? Because it's man. almost like, and a lot of stuff ended up not being true. And 
No, it was all it was all fake. I mean, it was it was a smear campaign. Yeah, it's almost yeah, it's it's just crazy how that the state of that program is. The first thing I wrote down, kind of what you said, we could spend a whole podcast talking about this, was just the most drama of any team in the offseason, and it's not even close. Yeah, and there's still drama. The whole yeah. quarterback situation, people and are freaking like out about either, that. It's not even a it's not even a good three to the fact that that's your kind of quarterback scandal and or uh competition and no one's really stepped up and taken it that's a little worrisome I, well, I just... and uh auburn fans so they're right in the middle between you know tuscaloosa and athens so you've got yeah. those teams so that fan base literally thinks they should win a national championship every year right and it's just it's not the case anymore but they right are now. just one of those crazy programs that they'll have seasons like this and completely down taking and then they'll pull out a random college football playoff berth or almost in the hunt at the very end of the year. They just, it's a crazy place. They get so lucky. It's one of the luckiest programs I've ever seen. Kick I mean, six. It, I mean, it is crazy how lucky they get, even with just little stuff. But I mean, yeah, I, I don't see this being one of those Auburn magical years where they win games no. in the last second every year. So Nope. I've got them at five and seven, two and six in the conference. It'll be, a, it'll be a rough year and we'll be talking at the end of the season. They're going to be talking about, Hey, let's hire Hugh Freeze. So um, on to the next team, uh, LSU, bringing in old Brian Kelly. Hey, uh, y'all, welcome. I'm down here in Baton Rouge. Uh, this is my fake Southern accent. Um, with the, that's Brian Kelly now in Baton Rouge. Yep. He's got that fake accent. Um, it's the most awkward, to me, it's the most awkward coaching hire because he just does not fit in at all down there. Like, it, it, it's just, he's very snooty you know, wears Burberry clothing, yeah. has a Louis Vuitton suitcase. I mean, it, it, and you're going down to LSU and it's like, you know, hey, we eat alligator. I mean, right. so it's just, it's, uh, it, it's, you know, it, it it's not higher, but he, he's had success. So, so we'll see. I mean, right now they're in the middle of a quarterback race. Um, as you saw, Miles Brennan uh, retired from football. So yep. it's now two two person race. You've got Garrett Nussmeyer and Jaden Daniels. From what I've heard uh, from some of my LSU buddies is that Nussmeyer is the guy that's working out with the first team. Really? So um, we shall see. Regardless, um, you know, you got your quarterback situation. Uh, running back, John Emery Jr. just got suspended for some academic stuff. Um, they've got Noah Kane. Uh, who transferred from Penn State? Uh, I mean, they 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 weren't very good at running the ball last year, and the offensive line was was horrible. I, I, I'm I was shocked that Brad Davis, the offensive line coach, was retained. Um, yeah, yeah, they were 114th in rushing last year. Um, so wide receiver, you've got one of the best wide receivers in the game, and and Keishon Boutte. I mean, he he's a potential first round pick, but he's got to stay healthy. Um, you got to get Jare Jenkins the ball as well. Um, defense, you know, I, I think that the edge rushers that Ojulari kid and Ali Gay are solid off the edge. Uh, Mike Jones Jr. Uh, at, at middle linebacker with that uh, uh, Micah Baskerville uh, kid, they're they're all right at linebacker. The secondary, you know, it's funny LSU's known for for being DBU, but this yeah. year I, I really don't see it. They kind of lack significant uh, experience. I mean. Um, they were 80th against the pass last year. Um, I do like Jarek Bernard Converse who transferred in from Oklahoma state, but I think they're going to struggle in the passing game on defense. So, 
This is a team that's just like, I have no clue what to expect. Their win total, I think, is at seven. I don't know. What, what do you think about the LSU Tigers down in Baton Rouge? I think that I think Brian Kelly can. I mean, he's he's his record as a head coach is 284 and 97, which I mean, that's pretty crazy. And just he's obviously it's been kind of in lesser conference. He's never played a full SEC schedule, but at the same time, he's never had the talent pool that LSU can get. He can, I think, the you kind of mentioned the secondary definitely is their weakness. But when you have school like Georgia is with running backs or LSU is with DBs, if that's ever their weakness, I almost don't get too worried about it because you think that they're going to be able to reload pretty decently if, if, if it's preseason talk. I think on the offensive side, the quarterback battle, I mean, I, I think that it's the one guy quitting kind of makes it seem like there's two emerging. So at least it's kind of not like Auburn where it's just kind of three stagnant. And um I think that I mean I think they I think they can have a good year this year. I think they'll I think they will surpass that seven wins and um, go over. Uh, I, I just think you give Brian Kelly some real talent, as different and quirky and nerdy as he is. I think he can win football games and coach a football season. You know, I thought he was going to struggle recruiting there. I, I really did. Just, but, but he's he's proven that you right. know LSU may be one of the easiest places to recruit at because right. he's getting guys in state now. He's getting guys out of state like he would when he was recruiting at Notre Dame. So, um, I think he's doing good. It's just it's going to be interesting. I'm just it's just going to be weird seeing Brian Kelly on the sideline for he's LSU so, after seeing. So, I mean, I almost didn't even want to take the over just because it would give me any sort of reason to pull for him. He's, uh, he's so hard easy. to pull for. He, I mean, you've heard the stories oh. about him. Like, I mean, I don't know if he's that nice of a guy. No, um, he looks just like a nut. I mean, I, I, I just. But I mean, I, the receiver Boutte, I think he's he's one of the best receivers in the country. He's, he's got to stay healthy though. He got hurt. He's, he's, so, he does he still help stay healthy, but he's basically when you have a receiver that you cannot press. That is so valuable. I saw a stat that was when he's pressed, even with the carousel of quarterbacks that have been there the first two years, the average passer rating on downs he is pressed is 135. And that, that that's so valuable for a quarterback, and especially whichever one wins the uh wins the battle. I just I, I think that they've got enough talent, enough good coaching, and um I think they can they can have a solid year. Yeah, I mean, you look at their schedule. I think they beat Florida State. That's in mm -hmm. uh, the Superdome. I, I like Josh Pate, my friend he, Josh Pate. He hates neutral site games. I hate neutral site games. Play that damn game in Baton Rouge, please. Um, what if it's a neutral site game like that or the Georgia one that's kind of a home game just in a bigger – Play it It's play it in Athens. Play it between the hedges. It's stupid to play these games. These schools take the – would rather take the money – um, from these corporate sponsors than play the games on their actual uh, campus. Uh, so I, I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Uh, but back to their schedule. Mississippi State, um, that's going to be a tough game. I, I think that they I think they lose because I think that Mississippi State's passing uh, attack is, is going gonna, is gonna to really hurt LSU. So I've got them losing that game. And then I basically have them winning all the way until they get to the Bama Bama. And losing to, uh, okay, yeah, Arkansas and a losing to AM. So they lose three of their last four uh, and, and go eight and four. I, I think that uh, that's kind of where I see them. I, I think eight and four is on LSU fans won't be happy about it, but, uh, but I can tell you 
that uh, that that's a pretty good season for Brian Kelly in his first year, in my opinion. I've got the same record. I, got, I think eight and four is a good kind of benchmark. He's, he's I mean, Ed O almost took that LSU mentality and just kind of having fun too far and just kind of dug him a hole. I think he, I think he, eight, eight and four is a solid year for him. And if I think they go eight and four, it's, it should be looked at as a win. Now LSU is not going to look at that that way, but. Yeah, no, I think it's a good year. You win your bowl game and uh, exactly move on. You've got a great recruiting class coming up. Off schedule. Um, I mean, you're the hardest, hardest side of the hardest division. So yeah, no Third doubt. Conference, hardest division. No doubt. That Florida state game is going to be fun though. Two yeah. Big brands. All right. Uh, Mississippi state, Mike Leach. I know me and uh, my guy, Brandon Walker have been uh, going at it a little bit. He's a Mississippi state guy, but you know, we're cool now after, you know, I've been studying Mississippi state and really breaking down this roster. And I'm actually kind of, I feel pretty good about Mississippi state. Um, I know I've been kind of trashing them on social media, but looking down, I, I, I actually feel pretty good about them. You know, uh, Mike Leach, he's what this third year he's 11 and 13, uh, in, in two years there. So, but this is a very veteran roster. Um, Will Rogers is back. Um, I, I mean, he's a great passer. Um, you know, the running game, it, it is what it is. It wasn't that great, but you've got two good guys, Jaquavius Marks, Dylan, Dylan Johnson, are guys that can catch the ball in the backfield. And that's how Mike Leach is off. The, run, the, running, the running numbers are never that good because the plays, the you know, designed running plays are the quarterback hitting the running back in the flat you know, or hitting a wide receiver screen. Those are your running plays in a Mike Leach offense. Um, offense, like offense. I mean, they've got Jaden Wally and Austin Williams. They lost Makai Polk, who was kind of their deep threat guy. So I'm looking to see who they can replace there. Um, offensive line, they lost both tackles. But, I, I, you know, I think that uh, the offensive line will still be good. Uh, I think this offense is going to put up a lot of num- a lot of points. I really do. Um, and then defense, the, the line was uh, this front seven was phenomenal last year. You think of Mike Stoops' de- team, the defense isn't good. They were twelfth. Uh, they had the twelfth best rushing defense last year. I mean, they were solid up front with Nathaniel Watson and Tyrus Sweet. I mean, those guys were were beasts. I'm a little concerned about the secondary. They lose their. Uh, their big cover corner, Martin Emerson, who, who was very good, but you've got uh, Emmanuel Forbes uh, on the other side. So, so you've got one side taken care of. Um, so you got to find that, that other, that, that other guy that's still on that Island. Um, and safety, you've got uh, Jalen Green and Colin Duncan. Those guys are pretty good as well. I like this. I, I like this Mississippi state team. I, I really do. This is a team I feel, I feel good about a, a Mike Leach veteran team is typically a very successful team. If you look at the year at Texas tech, when they had Crabtree and they, you know, he made that catch against uh, Texas. That was a very veteran team. Got when he was uh, great at uh, Washington state with Gardner, Gardner Minshew, the mustache guy. uh, That was a very veteran team. This is a very veteran team um, that I think can make some noise in the sec this year. So what do you think? Yeah, I, I think it's, it's just one of those teams that Mike Leach teams have always struggled with consistency. And this team could just like the team last year, they could be great in some aspects. The offense, I think is going to put up good numbers, but just with the tough, as tough of the schedule they have, I just, I think, I think ultimately their season, just speaking in the over under aspect of it, what are they, six and a half? Mississippi state game. What's that? 
Is it six and a half? Is yeah. that their, their over? So I, I see them getting six wins. Each. I mean, I think they could definitely do that. But I just I think there's too many question marks on just kind of the defense, just passing. You mentioned they were so good against the run last year. That's also a big part because they couldn't stop the pass at all. So why would anyone waste time running the football on them? And they lose their best best yeah. cover guy in Emerson. I I don't know about that. I just think that they I, I don't I, I see them having a I, I think they're solid this year. Me taking them the under on six and a half isn't so anti Mississippi State as it is. I don't think they can get seven wins in their schedule because I see them having six wins going into the Egg Bowl and losing to the Ole Miss. Nah, no way. And and, and Emmanuel Forbes is is going to be a SEC, all SEC first team at corner uh, this year. Uh, looking at their schedule, Memphis, they got absolutely screwed last year on a bad call. They should beat them this year at Arizona. That's going to be tough, uh, for Arizona rebuilding. Yeah. LSU. Like I said, I think that the passing attack here is going to be too much for LSU secondary, um, Bowling Green. Um, yeah, sure. Mike Leach. Don't, don't, uh, screw that one up. (laughs) I think they beat A&M. They beat A&M last year in college station. I think AM's overrated just like they are every year. I think that uh I know that they've got a good secondary uh at AM, but but I like I like them in Stark Vegas. Uh Arkansas, uh, that's another uh win that I've got just because Arkansas really struggles playing in uh in 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 Starkville. Then you gotta go to Kentucky. I think that's gonna be a really tough game for them. Um so I, I've got them lo- I've got them losing to Kentucky, to Alabama, and then to Georgia. They get a tough crossover with Kentucky and Georgia. And then I've got them beating Ole Miss at the end of the year. So I've got them going nine and three. Tell me I'm crazy. Yeah, I, I, I don't see. I think six and six <laughs> is this team's. Six and six. Kind of. Yes. I, I wouldn't uh, hand him that game against Memphis. I don't think – I mean, I think – I just don't see seven wins in this this schedule for this team. Just and they lack so much consistency. Mike Leach's teams always have him, and that's why they had the two years ago in the big in the bowl game. They had that huge brawl, and that's all kids cared about because they're not disciplined. That's why they always struggle with consistency. And well, you see, uh, conference commandos here says about Memphis. Memphis has a good QB, a decent safety, and literally no other good players. Total boomer bust offense. They also lost their uh, that great receiver. What was it Calvin Austin? Yeah, third, uh, he he was kind of the reason they won that game. So I think they beat Memphis. It's I think they do too, but I don't think that's with a Mike Leach football team as undisciplined as they have been in the past. They it's very easy they could have Memphis come into start Vegas and wipe the floor. So yeah, so I've got them at nine and three with like games that I think they'll lose. They'll, that like yeah, you're right about Leach. He'll lose a game, right? That that's you, the thing. Like they could right. lose against Auburn. Mm-hmm. Easily, so maybe eight and four is more realistic. I'm just looking at the rosters, looking at what matchups the I like. Going to be able to put up points. I think the that's what makes it such a tough. I just can't. I, I there's no way I could put money on an over of Mike Leach's for a whole season. I just, I, I just, it, it's gonna something's gonna happen. They just, but the offense does have a ton of talent, and they they will be fun to watch. Yeah, get the cowbells ready. Get get those cowbells ready. Um and. uh I don't know. Maybe I'll go to Starkville for a game. I think that would be fun. I may need you for some uh, security for sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Going, uh, going, staying in the state of Mississippi. Uh, we got Ole Miss. Now, you know, they had a great season last year. 
go 10 and three, win 10 games for the first time in the history of Ole Miss football, um, lose a ton, ton of talent. You lose your, your four top uh, rushers are gone. Three of your top uh, receiving targets are gone. Um, Matt Corral is gone. There's so much that's gone, but Lane Kiffin also did a pretty good job rating the transfer portal and getting some good pieces uh, to come back to, to Oxford with him. Um, I mean, court and quarterback, I'm just not sure. Like Jackson Dart was, was a great recruit. Um, everyone thinks so highly about him. He looked really bad in the spring game, but from what I've heard, he's looking a lot better now at fall camp. Looks like he's going to be the guy that gets the starting nod. So we'll see. Running back, Zach Evans, uh, transferred from TCU, very talented back, got hurt last year. Or I think he got hurt or suspended. I, I can't remember. Uh, Ulysses Bentley the fourth was a pretty good running back from SMU. Um, then receiver, you've got Jonathan Mingo. He's their really only good receiver that's returned. And you also got Jalen Robinson, who transferred from UCF, who's, who's a very good uh, piece if he can stay healthy as well. But, I mean, a lot of these guys got to stay healthy. Um, three offensive linemen return. I'm, I'm just – I feel like there's just so many moving parts here. And I love Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin is – Maybe my favorite head coach. I, I kind of I wish he honestly coached at OU because we're, we're buddies on Twitter. He retweets my stuff. Um, when I took a shot at Brian Kelly, I said Brian Kelly and uh, Jimbo Fisher have zero swagger, and he retweeted it. <laughs> it's, he's just he's hilarious. But I, I'm concerned this year. I'm concerned about the offense. I'm concerned about the defense. I think that they, they don't have a lot of experience at linebacker. I think. If you're going to look at this team and say, hey, where's this team going to be really strong at? I think the secondary is good. You've got about you've got 11, 12 guys back there with experience. You've got a great transfer in Ishim Young from uh, Iowa State, uh, Otis Reese at the nickel, A.J. Finley. So I, I, this, this team, I mean, they have a very high ceiling and a very low floor, in my opinion. What, what, what do you think about Ole Miss? I agree with that. The high ceiling, low floor. I, I am high on them, though. I think they, I think they reach that ceiling. And I, I hotty toddy. I think they have a good year. You mentioned they, they lost a lot, but they've got the transfer portal king and Lane Kiffin reloading them. They've, uh, I think Dart. The I watched their spring game for a little bit this morning, and the things I'd heard before was Altmeyer was inaccurate, but more comfortable in the offense. And Dart just wasn't quite didn't quite know the offense that well, and you could you could see both being true. So I, I I've heard they're still splitting uh, first team reps. So I think once kind of if Dart can have a full fall camp, full summer to kind of get comfortable in the heavy RPO QB friendly offense, I think he can run it pretty well. I think Bentley and Evans have the opportunity to be a great two headed monster in the backfield. Um, their tight end Trig, I think he's going to be the real deal stud. He's going to be very involved in their offense. I think Kiffin's got a lot of toys to play with and really get the ball rolling with this team. So let's look at their schedule because this schedule is pretty easy. I mean, yeah. looking at the front, I mean, you got Troy, Central Arkansas, Georgia Tech. That's basically an FCS school at this point. Tulsa. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so, so like you're going to be 4-0 for sure going into right. the Kentucky game. You get them at home. I mean, that'll be tough, but then I'll be rocking four and Ole Miss team. But they the the problem with Ole Miss is the fans stay in the Grove the whole time. Like the student section 
stays in the grove for and just just drinking the whole time. They they don't the stadium Vault Hemingway Stadium is not a loud environment. Um, and then you get Vanderbilt as a crossover, which is just basically a free gimme every year. Yep. Um, so, so worst case, and then they get Auburn at home, which yeah. you said Auburn always does does really Auburn well. owns Ole Miss. Yeah, Auburn yeah. owns Ole Miss. So I, I do think that, that uh, Auburn wins that game Down at LSU. So worst case, mid October they should be five and one. The, yeah, but then you just got this. LSU at LSU yeah. at Texas A&M Bama at Arkansas Mississippi State I mean this could be a season of like two halves basically yeah. um, I've got them going six and six just because I I think that they're a year away with the quarterback because I just don't see the quarterback coming in here and just lighting up uh lighting up defenses uh just out of nothing I mean I think there's going to be some sort of transition period here and um, like I said, I think they go, I, I think they could probably beat Kentucky. I mean, I think they start out, what, one, two, three, six and L, but then they lose six in a row. That's kind of what I see happening. Um, and I, I, like I said, high ceiling, low floor, but I just don't think the defense is talented enough to compensate for an offense that's still trying to find its way. So I've got them going 10 and two. So I'm, I think you are Johnson on the, he's so good at getting to the quarterback. I, I, I think you get, you get that, you get a team like Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin, a little bit of momentum. It's, yeah, I mean, it could be scary. I mean, I think they could be really, really good. Did you watch Jackson Dart at all last year at USC? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, th- I think Dart, but it's a different type of offense. It's completely, USC was a dumpster yeah. fire in general. I mean, Graham Harrell was the offensive coordinator there. I mean, kind of the similar air raid spread, up tempo offense. Yeah, but I mean, just schematically, what Kiffin does, I think. I mean, he won't be Corral, but he'll be good enough with the talent he has. And I, I, I'm very high on Bentley and Evans at running back. I think that's a great kind of replacement for the studs they had last year. I, I think this team is going to be really good. All right. Well, we shall see because I I think you're wrong. I think that they are going to be very bad. And I was kind of high on them all offseason until I really, really studied this roster and just start and started looking at the at the schedule and was like, oh, man, they could really have some trouble this year. If, if anyone uh, can these pull it off, the transfer plug. portal king can pull it off. If, no, if, Mel, Mel Tucker is the transfer portal king because. Uh, he's proven it. He, Mel Tucker has proven himself to be the, the transfer portal. How? How many? He look at who all he transferred got last year. I mean, uh, Kenneth Walker, all those guys, and and he won. He what went ten and two. Lane Kiffin, if he has a good year this year, well, he can Lane call himself the transfer portal year. king. He, I mean, but that wasn't all transfers. That was a lot of guys he recruited. Yeah, this was the first year that he really rated the transfer. He hit it hard. Yeah. All right, so let's go to a team that I think. A lot of people don't like right now um, is the Texas A&M Aggies. Uh, big old Jimbo Fisher uh, <laughs> is in his fifth year. He's 34 and 14. Um, expectations are high. They had that very good recruiting class that a lot of people think that they uh, even saving himself thought that uh, he bought uh, with whatever kind of currency. So um, here we go. Another year. Another year of them being preseason ranked in the top five. Uh, will they live up to the expectations is is the biggest question. 
I say no. And I'll say it again. Hell no. I think Haynes King, who broke his leg in the second game last season, or Max Johnson, who did throw 27 touchdown passes and six interceptions, are still not going to get it done. I think Jimbo has regressed as a play caller. You see it um, just with their offense. Their offense doesn't put up great numbers. Um, Anaya Smith at receiver is good. uh, Devon A. Shane is good. But, I mean, the offensive line should be good. I just, this offense to me is stagnant. I I just, it it has really struggled the last couple years. And I don't see it getting any better because a lot of these guys have been there for a couple years. And, uh, you know, the defense, you lose some guys, DeMarvin, uh, Leal, uh, Leon O'Neal, some of those guys. Um, the secondary is going to be great. I think Antonio Johnson's one of the best nickel slot corners in the country. Um, Damani Richardson is great, but uh, linebacker is a little concerning to me. I, I don't know if there's a lot of gap, uh, a lot of depth there. Um, so, and you've got a new coordinator, DJ Durkin. I just, I, this team is talented, but I don't know if they're, they're able to take the next step and we'll be having the same damn discussion next off season saying, Hey, is, is A&M have, have they finally arrived? So what do you think about A&M? Do you think they're as overrated as I do? Yeah, very overrated. I just think that a team like they, they have tons of talent and they're going to continue to add talent, but I just think that I'm just not high on them. I, I just think they have way too many ifs for a 10 win team for a team to win, a team to be expected to win 10 wins or have 10 wins. Yeah. I mean, it's just way too many ifs. It's if Max Johnson can produce, it's if the O-line can come together, it's if, uh, I mean, just so many ifs. It's they, they need to be consistent, consistent. They, it's, but they, on paper, they should, they should be great. They should have 10 wins. But I just think that they poke the bear in Alabama. I think I'll take Alabama, whatever the spread is in that oh, game. Oh, Bama's going to boat. Bama's going to boat race them. You, you, yeah, they're not at that level yet. I, I just, yeah, I think way too much hype, too tough of a schedule. I, I just don't see them kind of Jimbo's fish, Jimbo's complex pro style quarterback offense kind of is starting to backfire on him. A lot of guys have not done as well on it as in the past. I just way too much hype. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I mean, I've got this team going nine and three. That, that's where I've got them. Um, and that Miami game is going to be tough. I'll tell you what, Miami right. fans are so cocky. They think they're going to go into College Station and win. That would be wild if they do. I like, I've got them going nine and three, as I said. <coughs> so bless you. Um, I've got them losing to Arkansas, Mississippi State, and Alabama. Those are my that those are my three. Now they LSU gives them a ton of trouble every year. So that could be yeah. another loss there. So I, I think they're again a nine and three, eight and four team that doesn't uh hit their you know potential that everyone thinks they will. Yep. I I've got them eight and four. I think they're solid, eight but not four. not this. I mean, they they were eight and four last year, not this. 10 and 2, 11 and 1, 12 and 0 team that some people are thinking they could be. They're not going to win the national championship this year. Like, no, I, th- I th- no, I I think all of that hype is crazy. Yeah, I, I'm sick of it too. I mean, I've been going after AM hard on on uh on Twitter just because I'm sick of the I'm sick of the hype. I'm sick of these voters thinking, oh, well, they got a good recruiting class and Jimbo won the national yeah. championship, so uh they should be able to win it all this year. But no, they won't. 
And uh, we'll be talking about it next year, how everyone overhypes them. So my final SEC West standings are, so I've got Bama at one, Arkansas two, Mississippi State three, Texas A&M four, LSU five, Auburn six, and Ole Miss coming in the rear at seventh. That's crazy. I've got Alabama one, Ole Miss two, Texas A&M and LSU three and four, both at eight and four. Mississippi State at five, at six and six, and then Arkansas and Auburn bringing up the rear, both at five and seven. You're crazy on Arkansas. So, so you, you, or you're high on Ole Miss. I'm not. I'm high on Arkansas, and you're not. I, yep. I think that. I think that my. I guess I'll call them my Razorbacks, just because I guess they look kind of similar to OU. Same, same colors and everything. Both that um, red and white or whatever you guys wear. Yeah, well, we're crim- OU's crimson and cream. Arkansas's like just red and white something um but but uh we shall see we're we're i'm gonna write these down and so we're gonna hold ourselves accountable to these and uh at the end of the season we're gonna look at these and say hey what did we get right what did we get wrong um because uh it'll be interesting to see what happens for sure yeah so all right so that's kind of our previews of all the power five conferences so now we're here we're doing we're talking actual games now about Um, time yeah, I believe so Friday. I mean, we've got some games we'll talk about. So yeah. um, we will we will not do a live session probably on Friday. We'll probably just do something like super early in the morning and then post our picks with the video later later in the day. So you can uh, listen to it, see, see what we think. And uh, we'll do that. We'll have kind of a reactionary podcast on Sunday uh, talking about uh, what happened. Maybe if like Nebraska loses and they fire Scott Frost, um, we'll see if he's, you know, dry or on a boat back to the U S if they left him in Ireland. So, uh, uh, we shall see, but, uh, that's all we've got for tonight. I appreciate y'all for listening and, uh, Hey, college football's here. We have made it. Uh, heck yeah. We'll see you later.